Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. As usual, this is Tom, and Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on a cool guest to talk about something cool that they're working on. And today's cool guest is me. And the cool thing we're going to be talking about is the RPG Academy presents Ghosts of Saltmarsh, our bi-weekly Twitch show where we played through Ghosts of Saltmarsh. So the reason that this is a show and tell is because we recently recorded what we're calling our Session Z. You know, you get it. It's kind of like Session Zero, uh, but it's Z because it's at the end of the campaign, not the beginning, and Z is the last letter of the alphabet. Anyway, Session Z, that's our thing. And what they used to be called the RPG Academy's po- campaign postmortems. Uh I'm going against the grain here, you know, switching things up a little bit, Michael. I'm calling it Session Z. But the reason that this is a show and tell is because show and tell is all about bringing people on to talk about something that they're proud that they worked on. And we're extremely proud that we were able to finish this campaign. It was 40 episodes or 40 recording sessions. It was... It was amazing being able to play this long of a campaign with Alex, Jake, and Troy. They played incredible characters. The story was just amazing. And we're all really proud of it. And this is Show and Tell, episode 100. And we wanted to do something special for this episode. And I couldn't think of anything more special than this campaign. It really was. It was great. And I really do hope that you enjoy listening to us as we talk about what we did, what we learned, what we enjoyed, what we wish we would have done differently. Even if you don't like actual plays, I think you'll really enjoy this because you know what? You get to hear what we've been doing for the last two and a half years and what it's like to play a level one to 20 campaign. And even if you watched our show and or you were listening to it on the podcast before I had to stop editing it, but don't worry, they're coming back soon. Uh, I think you'll still really enjoy this. Yes, there may be some spoilers, but this was so great to be able to recap with my friends about the adventures and the stories that we that we told. And so uh listen to us as we recap the tale of the the morgan brothers and i hope you enjoy show and tell episode 100 the rpg academy presents ghosts of salt marsh tm session z tm 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 enjoy we're live say hello guys hello Hello, guys guys. Okay. All right. Be very literal tonight. Uh, so hello and welcome to the RPG Academy presents Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Is it presents or presents? Presents. Okay. So presents? I hold on. Presents. It's a present for you. All right. So if my audio starts lagging at all, just let me know. If anything's because I'm streaming once again from a hotel room. We will right. burn Hyatt to the ground. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. I'm staying in a Hilton though. Okay. So <laughs> that's like some, you know, oh, they'll be like, oh, they'll be like, why'd you do that? You'd be like, we thought Tom was staying here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, anyway, so what we're here tonight 
today. Oh, well, who am I? All right. <laughs> I got to introduce. <laughs> who are you? Oh, God. He's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> all right. A, this is a struggle already. Okay, guys. You know, all right. My name is Tom. All right. Hi, Tom. You know me. You know hey, me. Tom. All right, Hi, Tom. You, you can follow me on Twitter at Depezcar Tom. That's Mandalorian Metal Tom on Twitter. And then <laughs> who am I joined joined by? Joined with. I don't don't end by. with a preposition. <laughs> Both of them are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> who is joining me tonight? Is that better? Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, Troy, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Troy. Um, you can find me on the podcast if you listen back yeah um you can also find me probably out and about at costco or you know <laughs> wherever um you can probably also find me on twitter at troy hefter oh okay good all right so jake uh my name is jake uh you can find me on twitch.tv slash frenzied furling that's frenzied not a furry furling yep that's right not that there's um, anything wrong with that yeah, it's right. just not for me. You. Live your life. I'm more into okay. feet. <laughs> so this is going to be a very different stream than you're usually used to. All right. So far, uh, this is pretty typical. This is par for the course. This yeah, is what happens before we go live, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. this is very much. It's going to be different. I'm going to enjoy this. Alex, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Alex. You can find Hi, me. Alex. <laughs> You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash majorpain1011 or on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle, majorpain1011. Oh, okay, cool. He's cornering the market. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never on Twitter, but you can follow me there. Subscribe to his OnlyFans. Yes. (laughs) Subscribe to my OnlyFans for (laughs) defeat picks. (laughs) Okay. All right. So... What we're doing here tonight is a, it's a classic, it's the first one that I've done, but previously in the RPG Academy history, this is before my time, they used to do a lot more campaigns, all right? And they would do what they called post-mortems. And the, they, I think they called them post-mortems because I don't think Michael would ever finish the campaigns, all right? So they would die, all right? So we... Michael, I'm going against your, your your wishes right now. I like to think that we're going to call this Session Z, all right? And I've talked to you all about this, and I want to get this on record, get this on the podcast as soon as possible, because there's Session Zero, and we think that, I mean, we, nobody knows who really made Session Zero, but we are coining Session Z, all right? Because Z is the last letter of the alphabet, as you know. Right? Well, but that's so arbitrary too. Like, why does it have to be at the end? It's just because someone said it was. That's true. I we never. Tra- I, <laughs> holy, I've never thought about the placement of the letters in the alphabet it's and the how it doesn't with matter. Numbers too. Like, you know, one is one because we all agreed that it was one. <laughs> yeah. anyway. Welcome to the. All right, all right. Anyway, this is getting really RPG full- Academy presents Philosophy yeah, 101. Feel- okay, so no, so session Z, all right, Z's last letter of the alphabet. Z is the first letter of zero, and we have session zeros, which start campaigns. Now we have session Z's. All right, these are how you finish campaigns. And what's nice about it, too, is there's zero calories if you watch this podcast. <laughs> 
healthy. Uh, I wanted to, I, 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 there was several jokes that kind of ran through my head to follow up on that, but I, my brain processed them out and said, don't. <laughs> Hey, I'm so, trying to get out all the bad jokes I can right now. So I'm, okay, I'm missing right. that part of my brain. Right, yeah. Okay. All right. So what we want to do is we want to talk about the campaign. All right. We want to talk about what we liked about it, what we would have done differently, and just kind of be very, uh, Troy, what word am I looking for here? Thorough. Be very, no. Retrospective. Like, retrospective that's the word okay we want to think back we're doing all so, perspectives we want to be introspective as well examine ourselves okay all right nope so uh what we're gonna do is the first thing i want to ask is so what was the story of ghost of salt marsh oh full spoilers here all right all right so what was the story of ghost of salt marsh very basic it was the story of you know what Jake, what was the story of Ghost of Salt Marsh? I like to think that the story of Ghost of Salt Marsh was really about three brothers who who just like came together to relearn what it was like to be a family together. I mean, that's really what the core of the whole story was. If you really think about yeah. it, it's like every story always boiled down to some sort of you know, conflict between the brothers and like, you know, you could go into the whole, you know, there's brothers saving the world because our dad is a is some sort of ancient being and whatever. And that's that's all nice and good. But I I think we really did a good job together crafting this more real story about people getting along a- as brothers. Yeah, I think so. I think when we've had our session zero, we very much decided it was not really going to be a pirate game. We wanted to do family drama. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So we were very much, you know, we were going for that home improvement, but with a dead Tim Allen kind of vibe. That's what we were. (laughs) Skeleton Allen. (laughs) Skeleton Allen. All right. So that was the, yeah. So that was, that was the ghost of salt marsh. All right. It was the story of three brothers coming together, you know, in a water environment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about who everybody was playing. All right. So Alex, could you tell us, tell us about Steric? All right. This is that question that Nobody ever really wants to ask anybody where it's like, hey, tell me about your character. All right. So, Alex, tell us who was Steric and then also some coy ask in chat. So also, so who was Steric and then what was the favorite part of the character for you? Oh, gosh. Okay. So Steric was a... We'll start with race and class. So he was an ASMR... uh, storm sorcerer but before he fell into his powers or anything like that he uh was very much the i don't want to say the black sheep of the family he was just more the freak show of the town yeah right for sure is really kind of how how i wrote his backstory of basically because of the yellow eyes which was from the celestial heritage uh, he and some like random moments here and there when he was a child um the elves of i don't remember the city name tom 
I don't either. Okay. The elves, I I gave up on the elves after like session two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so so basically, there were there were elves that were brought in, or that I guess were sent to keep an eye on the three of us. And yeah. because of incidences with Steric in the town, he was kind of, uh, I guess, taken special interest in, but it was more, he, he didn't really see it as a positive thing. He saw it as everybody's just, you know, looming over him, trying to make sure he doesn't hurt somebody or do something dumb. Um, he eventually ended up leaving Saltmarsh on his own to get away from everything uh, and actually ended up in a um, what's it called? An abbey. An abbey, thank you. Um, where he lived for a while kind of away from everybody other than the monks that were there and that was eventually pillaged by slavers who then kidnapped him thinking they could sell him to slavery he then lived as a slave for a little while before um eventually i don't even remember how we decided or how i decided he got out but he eventually i don't he eventually got out and was uh ended up no longer being a slave or having escaped or something along those lines um and ended up on a trade ship where he worked up until he, he basically did jobs on ships up and down the coast until he eventually ended up back in salt marsh because of the letter um so he he'd been kind of beaten down a bit and just kind of real cynical there for a while really did was not a fan of slavery as uh, was, I think was as you shouldn't be was pretty apparent in the uh, <laughs> through, throughout the whole story. He, he had a big problem with the sea princes as well because those were the ones he was captured oh, by. Oh, that's yeah. that's what it was. So he was uh, he ended up being rescued from the uh, Keoland Navy, which is where the relationship between the general. And Steric yeah. came from. So, yeah, no, Steric definitely wasn't, I wouldn't say the black sheep, but definitely he was, and it kind of worked itself out. You were the brother that wasn't supposed to be. Yes. All right. So what was your favorite part of Steric then? Your favorite aspect of the character? Uh, so that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. I'd say probably... I did not care much for having to babysit these two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you didn't. <laughs> but I think that made it, like, really yeah. authentic whenever it had to happen. Because uh, I'm just oh, yeah, like, for sure. oh, my God, like, I have to deal with this guy, this brother trying to kill this brother or vice versa, or they're just not getting along. And like, oh, my God, we just need to move forward. So... I, that's not I, I would not say that was my favorite part but it was a really interesting piece of the character to get to play 
was yeah no for sure i think that that kind of forced responsibility on steric that i don't think you would have had otherwise because steric was kind of like a recluse kind of character and i did that i needed a way to really tie you into what is your i didn't want steric to just be the kind of character that was on the outside so i'm like i'll give steric the most pivotal role (laughs) here okay no so yeah that's so that's steric for you all right so jake who was Morgan? Morgan. So, so Morgan. Technically, I was actually a Simic hybrid, um, which is from the Guild Master's Guide to Raven- Ravnica. Um, and uh, but I basically we all started as human, quote unquote. Um, and I was a fighter playing the arcane archer archetype using the original one, not the one that came out in Xanathar's Guide. Um, but I don't know. I feel like my character really took some turns here and there, but the the starting point was really because my my simic hybrid thing. I, I imagined it because the first thing I took was just the breathing underwater and the swim speed being really fast, and so up until the point where I decided my character was going to fall into the water for the first time, which who know who knew how long that was going to take. I decided my character was going to be jealous of his other two brothers because Steric had always been doted on by the elves and they were always, you know, fascinated with him and asking him questions and whatever. And where Steric took that as like being the black sheep, Morgan felt jealous because nobody cared about him <laughs> because he didn't have anything cool going on. Um, and of course I, we did the joking role at the beginning, but we did roll to see who was the most attractive and I was the least attractive <laughs> of the brothers. And so I, I kind of rolled that into the character a little bit. And I don't know, I, when I played D and D and for better or worse, I, I really just tried to take on the role. And so that's why like it, it really easily can come to blows between us three when we play because I think we're we're one of the few people that know how to dance that line between what our characters would do and what's good for the story, but also trying not to make people mad for what we're doing out of game, you know, um, and right. yeah, but I think the favorite part of the character that I played was really just I don't know. He he had that secret soft side that I really liked finding ways mm, to like yeah. slide in. And so like I remember the one time uh, I think it was really early on we were like walking through the market and I ended up stealing an apple and like Steric got really offended I think or maybe it was Gus one of the two like because this is before we really got into the whole piracy and somebody was really mad that I stole that apple and I ended up giving it to the urchin that you had described or whatever at like almost immediately. And so it's just like, I really liked playing that kind of scumbag, but also doing the good thing as well. Yeah. There was a, there was a moment. Also the other moment where you kind of did this was um, about uh, there is a there was a, the lighthouse keeper yeah, who just kind the of war yeah, profiteer. Who, <laughs> yeah he basically he was kind of a middleman for the navy and he was going to resupply your ship but you just took everything from him and that was me I was like I really don't like what Jake's doing right now this is really like what is he doing and then you got into salt marsh and you gave it all to the street the street urchins and I was mm-hmm. like 
Okay. Very All Robin right. Hood of you. Very Robin Hood, but <laughs> but very violent Robin Hood. All right. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. More. That's a good way to. Morgan was a violent Robin Hood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Unstable. <laughs> Unstable Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Lizzie okay. like Gosh. Sawyer from Lost. <laughs> Yeah. That's you know what I kind of imagine you ha- having like some some like really greasy hair you know like Sawyer yeah. from Lost. Well, I, I feel like I wouldn't have that body you know he was really chiseled. Oh, oh it's so chiseled. He had like a really long torso if I remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, oddly long torso. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. If anybody else has any thoughts on Sawyer from Lost, hit, hit us up in the chat. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, Gus, uh, Troy, tell yeah. us who was Gus and what was your favorite aspect of Gus? So, Gus is a, was and is, I guess, um, a dragonborn barbarian. Um, so, like Jake talked about, you know, we all started as humans and kind of, you know, evolved over time. Um, you know, and I feel like Gus is had like a pure but kind of a lost energy um so you know he started off his life you know wanting to be an entertainer and having these bagpipes that ended up getting stolen um but that wasn't really his lot in life um (laughs) troy i want to stop you real quick um so early on you're like you're like i want to be a barbarian but then you're like I'm also going to be an entertainer. <laughs> and I was very confused by this character early yeah. on. Yeah. And I think I was confused the entire campaign, yeah. actually. I didn't know how to deal with it. So <laughs> so anyway, I was like, but are you a... Because sometimes I would get confused. I would be like, are you mm-hmm. a bard? And then you would roll and you would have like a really low charisma score. And I would right. just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so, and then he built your bagpipes around the performance checks required. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it, it worked. It was a really interesting kind of character that I went with. But you know, the whole idea is usually you go in like, oh, I'm a barbarian. I'm gonna start, you know, swinging axes right away. And I feel like the you know on the character. Oh my gosh, my cat, cat. running wild. He's a zoomies. <laughs> um, so underneath it all, you know, on my character sheet, you know, strength twenty, right? High out of you know from the top. Um, <laughs> You know, obviously the the performance was good and all that, but Gus at his core was not an intelligent character. So, you know, I wanted to play off of the whole idea of like, okay, you're a barbarian, but you're not smart, right? So you you think, oh, I've got all these good entertainment skills, but really that's not your, you know, that's not your, your core strength. Um, and for me, I think it was tough overall to play like an introspective but unintelligent character like i think gus the whole time was kind of trying to find himself um and that's hard to like come across on a, on a podcast you know throughout a dnd <laughs> session um yeah but i think it was kind of fun trying to like navigate okay well what would gus be thinking in the situation and you know obviously you've got the whole like you know, inviting a vampire out of the house thing, you know, it's not very smart. You know, you, you have those classic uh, unintelligent moments. Um, but, you know, I think overall that was the the fun part for me is to try to navigate an unintelligent character who's trying to find himself over time. But, you know, yeah. at his core, I think he had a good heart, right? He wanted to do the right thing. He just didn't always know at the time what that thing was. 
Well, and I think that you did that so well, mm-hmm. just, just from the simple fact as sometimes I, I would sit over here in character and, and I would like Morgan would be so frustrated with yeah. like, why, why, what is possessing <laughs> right. him to do this thing? <laughs> like, like, oh, like right at the final battle, when you turn on me right at the end, yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, cause every fiber of Morgan's being just was like, <laughs> I thought we were done with this. And, and like, yeah. it, and I don't yeah. know, it really did all culminate at the end, I think. And I think that's what makes it so fun to play with, with Jake, you know, and, and Alex um, is that, you know, they, I feel like we've all kind of got a rapport that like, okay, well, you know, they know what they're going to do. There's a, a plan in place. So like from my perspective, I can do something really stupid, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> work them out. And, oh, my and I loved that, honestly, like, cause there, I agree with Jake. There were so many times and I, I'm over here trying to play the, you know, the level headed one. It's trying to like, Morgan, don't kill him. Gus, like, calm it down. Don't, don't, no, you know, just trying to juggle it. And I'm over here just like, what, what is happening right now? Like, how am I going to deal with this? And then just the the moments back and forth of like, I I don't know. It's been a lot of fun to play these, the relationship between these characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Gus's intelligence, Jake, you mentioned that last session when you did this whole thing where you're like, here is this potion of storm giant strength. <laughs> <laughs> and you left it for Gus to find. He had like a 30 strength going into the final battle. And he was like, nope, don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and he just chucked it. And it was just so, it was, it was like, Honestly, and then though, you. Amazing. <laughs> it was at this point also, because I, I could see it in, in Jake's eyes. Jake was like, this was the moment where this was Jake slipping from like, be, Jake, like being like good role player to Jake really wanting to like, like, master the game and he was like yes this is, i'm mastering the game right now by giving troy this character meta game okay, boom <laughs> and then troy threw it out yeah. the window I could, all right overall i can really care less about metagaming i think it's yeah. fun for just the story aspect he just chucks it yeah i would i would like I wanna, to add one one thing as we've been talking through that i thought was really fun with steric to get to play which was yep. this idea that he didn't like he he did not have powers basically until the game started for us. Yep. So that all, I mean, the, the, actually the whole thing was session one, I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a big storm that came over salt marsh and he was staying in the inn, and yep. there was like <laughs> electricity. He's basically hovering in the room that he was saying yep. there's lightning scorch marks all over the room when he comes to after the vision or whatever happened where his spell casting finally awakened being a sorcerer <laughs> and he's like yeah i have no idea what happened um so, so just getting to like experience magic for the first time um as a magic user and trying to like like i think it was uh what i got to cast falling in love you feel magic for the first time yeah exactly 
with like, the tree branch or whatever. Yeah, with right? the tree branch because <laughs> because that only happened because Gus used the lightning breath, mm-hmm. um, that potion or whatever on the tree because, mm-hmm. and I was I did it based off of the spell components. I needed a stick from a tree that had been struck by lightning. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then I'm going to try and use this thing as a conduit to figure out what the heck is going on with me. And then just got to play with it from there. Yeah, that was one thing. I really wanted to do like self-discovery. And like I think all of you did that all really well. Like most of the time when you're playing D&D, you just kind of, you don't role play that out. Like as you start to level up, you don't role play out. Like you're learning new stuff. You just kind of have it now. And we kind of did it a little bit differently there, which was mm-hmm. super cool. So yeah. yeah I, so, I really enjoyed getting to mess with Tom or <laughs> even even Jake and Troy on like, you know the spell, just use the spell. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I oh, did that. Yeah. I don't I don't know. You can see it on For my character sure. sheet, but Steric doesn't know there's a character sheet. So uh He's not a wizard. So, yeah. No. So the so then we'll, I want to come back to some bigger campaign questions, but just kind of like a this may be a quick, this may be a, a longer one. Um, I want to know who your all's favorite NPC was. All right. It could be a villain, good guy, helper, anybody. It could be a one-off character, but was there an NPC that really stood out to you? I think Jeff Jake. Probst. I'm just gonna oh, throw okay. it out. I'm jumping in. Okay. Jeff Probst, hands down. Jeff Probst is the okay. right answer. All right. Uh, we're gonna follow up with another question I have because that was in my notes. All right, so Jeff Probst was a character in this campaign. Um okay, yeah, that was interesting. So uh Troy, I think you like Jeff Probst, and tell me if I'm speaking if I'm speaking out of play, sir. You like Jeff Probst because you created Jeff Probst. <laughs> Correct. Well, uh, no, we I did not create Jeff Probst. Uh, CBS created Jeff Probst um, in a. Actually, in I a, think his parents created him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they made him. <laughs> well, no, I guess you're right. They created him. CBS made him. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it was it was an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, Jake. <laughs> favorite npc i mean i'm gonna have to go with a tie between a couple because there there was a lot of standouts in a good way like uh one of my favorites from like the villain category is obviously zolik but also tied with uh cinefax like some of those scenes that we got to do with you would like cinefax wouldn't yeah it was (laughs) he has a special place in my heart um but a lot of the stuff with Zolek, like, I don't know, just the idea of talking to a being that was been alive for that long, like it always, it feels like it should be daunting, but I think all of us kind of almost came at it like we didn't care, you know, because especially oh like word. when, yeah, like <laughs> we turn him into a turtle or whatever, like, yep. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun because like he was expecting this like level of, of, you know, reverence or whatever, just because of who he was. And we just did not give it to him. Yeah. Um, but then ally wise, 
Uh, Galen Primewater really grew on me in a strange way. Like it's just like, yeah, like whole kind of like um, redemption story because he was started out as like a bad guy. Like I mm-hmm. really yep. disliked him a lot, um, and, and and like so that really evolved. And then of course the two uh, Skeleton Tom and Salty Jim, uh, <laughs> those are just they're there. You know they hold a special <laughs> place because Skeleton Tom really was. If we had a question for Tom, you just ask Skeleton right. Tom and you could get a straight answer. Answer. Yeah, so it was like having the DM in the world. Yes, I would so. recommend if you're a DM and you got some players that are, you know, they're going to need help, just make a proxy <laughs> for yourself to be the wise old man. For me, yeah. uh, Alex, in our campaign, that's Mayscar Wands. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's so funny. It's such a good tool. Um, it was funny. So, Skeleton Tom's a little bit of history here. This is a, the skeleton. The Skeletal Alchemist is an NPC in the book, all right? All right, there's Galen Primewater and Zolik. These are all NPCs in the book. All right, I made a bunch of other ones up. Um, but the Skeletal Alchemist was just a character. I was role-playing it. And when, I don't know if you all remember this, but I was kind of inadvertently role-playing it like myself. So he was kind of kind of arrogant a little hoity-toity you know and then i don't know which one of you guys just started calling you one of you guys started calling him tom (laughs) and so i and then i had no intentions of him being in the game and then somebody like cut off his head i think it was alex cut off his head and put his head in a cage cage. and i was like okay and then skeleton tom was you all treated him with such disrespect early on and then I, near the end, it was super weird, but it was cool. Near the end, both Alex and Jake started to like respect Skeleton Tom. <laughs> like it was so weird because you guys both did it independently. So Alex texted me when we we're playing. He's like, "Hey, I want to go talk to Skeleton Tom on an island alone, and I want him to give me tattoos." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I "Was like." Okay, that's cool. And I was like, I have no idea where this moment is coming from, but we'll go for it. And then and then Jake at like the very last session, he was like, Hey, I want to talk to Skeleton Tom about chaos theory. And I want him to give me a something that I can remember to say at the end. I was like, that sounds cool. Um Skeleton Tom was a treat. So, Alex, what about yourself? You got a favorite NPC or villain? Uh I mean, yeah, Zolek was was fun to get to mess with throughout this whole because i also feel like that was messing with tom frustrating i because it's just like i love zolek it's like oh uh messing with zolek is messing it's messing with tom's edgelord side that's yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) for sure when we got to when we got to take him down and and put him in the box in uh um in the warehouse and we oh, just like man. surrounded it with water and mm-hmm. set a bunch of guards. I was like, yeah, don't let anybody in here ever. Yeah. That was, that was great. Oh. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> any chance when we got to tur- mess with him was so fun. He was so cool. All right. I made him so cool and he was doing some serious damage at the end. And then you, you just turned him into a turtle. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, why why this is so random but it was so humiliating yeah. so it kind of made sense i also so, i also enjoyed uh as brief as their lives were i enjoyed the banshee 
Oh yeah, really didn't get to use that. Didn't, didn't yeah, get to use. And I enjoyed the sea hags. Those were those were super oh, and the creepy. night stalker thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I like. I don't know. I kind of like so much happened so quickly after that. I kind of forget where that ended. Yeah, uh, that was. The night hags are on on one of my things that I'm disappointed I left on the cutting room floor. I plan on using more of them, and it just didn't. I it, I couldn't work them in yeah. to it anymore. But yeah, night hags were you were cursed. Like that was the whole point, and I was gonna do some stuff. And they but, were sent by future Morgan, right? Exactly. Yep, they were part of, part of his um his basically minions along with Zolik and Cinefax and all the other bad guys. So, all right, so. Then let's talk about favorite arcs of the campaign. All right. So for me, my favorite arc was Forez. This is when you all went to go get Gus's bagpipes. All right. So the reason that this is my favorite arc was because there is so much in the official Ghost of Saltmarsh book about the Scarlet Brotherhood. But it's all useless. All right. It's all about the how they're interacting in Saltmarsh. Because in the actual campaign they're the main bad guys all right they're the kind of the main thread so i was like well they're cool and i want to use them more because they're super edgy and everything and they're a brotherhood and it sounds awesome <laughs> but i was like okay well where's we're in Greyhawk? where's their where are they from it says that in the salt mart book it's like oh they're a giant they're a massive army and kingdom but i'm like what this makes no sense so i like look at a big Greyhawk map and i see where they are i'm like well they're halfway across the world um so then i start googling like information on the scarlet brotherhood or crimson brother i still don't know what it is scarlet brotherhood i think um red and the there's like no information i'm like what it was like, so then I wound up finding um, R.I.P. the Trove. I found a, <laughs> I found a super old uh, manual on the Scarlet Brotherhood from like second edition. And that's what I used to create Forez. And so it, it, that arc was super cool because it was something that it reminded me of when I first started playing D&D where I was making everything. And so I was pulling all this different stuff in there. I'm like, here's a cool tower with a dimensional door and let's do a prison and all this other kind of stuff. So I had fun with that one. So that was my favorite arc was Forez. And then also we had some another great NPC that we just forgot about, which was the the toe tugger or whatever. Free toe taker. <laughs> <laughs> like when Jake made that one up, I was like, what? So anyway, um, that was my favorite. So uh, Troy, what was your favorite arc? So I'm thinking back to like the whole like Sahuigan arc that we did. Ooh. It kind of started with, you know, a lot of like dungeon crawl elements, you know, of going through their whole like civilization. You know, we had the big Chungus battle. That was a good oh, that time. Was, oh, man, yeah. That was Lizard Folk. Lizard Folk. Oh, I must have the that. Lizard Folk. I mean, it was okay. all still connected to the Sahuigan. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then it all kind of led to that that battle of, you know, me and and uh, and Jake, you know, with the with the turn where I got, I thought, killed, um, but ended up coming back. But that was kind of like a turning point, I think, in the whole um, – in the whole campaign for, for me, like from a character development standpoint, I think that's maybe where Gus, like something clicked in Gus, like how, um, 
you know, maybe Morgan wasn't, you know, they, they kind of fought a little bit more um, in, in that standpoint. I think it escalated so fast from there, um, and that kind of set the trajectory. But there was a lot of fun elements that I enjoy, you know, just as a, a player. And I think that part of the of the story really had all of those pieces for me. Yeah, so well, I want to ask you guys later on, like, what your favorite specific moments were. But my mm-hmm. favorite moments that I had written down was the PvP fight, yeah. and Big Chungus. All right, yeah. so uh, <laughs> the PvP fight, we'll talk about that because that was such a pivotal point in the game when you guys started. This whole thing happened where you all wanted to basically Morgan wanted to kill this Sahuigan. Did Alex freeze? Alex? I think he's just very happy. <laughs> no, he I think looks he's frozen. So happy. Frozen. Oh, oh you're back. 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 Hey. You're back. Okay. All right. So we were talking about the PvP fight, how it was like so critical. It was because Jake's character wanted to go kill the Sahu again, Prince, who was captured. To start, or, the start war. this war. Yep. Start the war. Mm-hmm. Gus did not want this war to go on. Mm-hmm. And so then. Gus is like, I think you started. No, no, Morgan kills the Sahu again. And Gus is like, all right, yeah. we're going to fight. Starek comes down and sees Morgan wailing on Gus. And is like, this isn't good. And starts to fight Morgan. Um, and typically, I'm not really into PvP. I, I just don't think it works well. Um, I think it's usually very confrontational. But I think you all had the right mentality here. All right? Mm-hmm. It was very much, this was a character moment you guys weren't just trading blows you were role playing mm-hmm. it was this is actually the only time i've ever done pvp <laughs> it was good <laughs> so anyway um so uh jake what was your favorite arc so i have two uh i have, okay. I have the one that's really like my favorite favorite it's just the whole ending arc like if there's one thing i yeah. love in in media or books or whatever is callbacks like i love when everything kind of comes together and it feels like like it had been planned from the beginning and so every single time that we had a call back to something else in those last couple of sessions it really just like made the whole story feel more cohesive which is just yep. really fun um, but one of my favorite arcs, it, I don't know. I, there's so many that are good. And so the two, we'll say the two that are my favorite, uh, is obviously the arc where we're in salt Martian Zolik is in control. Oh um, yeah. And, and I get my demon blade purified at the grave of my father. Like that whole thing was just, it was really cool. And like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to open that door back up to where Morgan could come closer back to his brothers rather than staying off in that demon infested side. Um, and then of course the other one that was really fun, it was going to Keolint. Like it was just a whole new change of pace. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. there was no uh, uh ships anywhere, so we had to we had to huff it on foot, you know. Um, and, and like the whole scene, like with the slave market, if you remember that scene, me and Steric, I like, do mm-hmm. that that was a lot of fun uh doing that, and you know, just it all tied up with the assassination, you know. That was fun too, assassinating the king oh and watching gosh. Tom just like totally <laughs> flounder for a second. I was like, what? Wait, 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 what? Maybe I should if here's another DMing tip. If there's an NPC you don't want killed, don't put them in the scene or don't give them 12 hit points. <laughs> so all right. Go. So Alex, did you, what was your favorite arc? So I'm gonna partially agree with 
Jake. I really enjoyed the whole ending thing. Finally getting to, uh, you know, we, we said we were at the beginning of this campaign before we started that we were going to take it all the way to 20. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so getting to kind of play through all of that. I, I love role-playing elements of the, like the role-playing aspect of D and D more so than the dungeon crawl aspect. So I like Jake can, can vouch for this. I, am the player at the table that everyone else is in a battle but if my character was like three blocks away and then in a shop or in a tavern getting a drink i'm gonna sit there because i have no idea that uh, and i will find people to talk to and other things to do for that entire battle while stuff is going on and it aggravates the crap out of other players but i i just love the role-playing aspect so getting yeah the callbacks and and getting to do all that i also really enjoyed the tower we went and got to do that uh i was really sad we never got to uh see any more about constable mcginnis's uh wife (laughs) and how how they were doing or thaddeus oh my word Uh, that was some good 40 that's the only notes i ever took in the whole (laughs) session was just the notes about Thaddeus and his wife and the whole oh, yeah. love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, oh. this might come in handy. I'm, I'm taking this down. So. There is, that's one of the things with doing a long-term campaign. There are so many good things that you just can't get to all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's funny, fun. Alex, you, you mentioned, so there were, and I'm pulling the curtain back a lot. So there were several times after a campaign, after a session where I would then like you would leave and Jake would still be on the call or I would text Jake. I'd be like, Hey, I feel like Alex wasn't in this battle at all. Like, like Jake's like, it's what he does in my game too. It's how he role plays. I, and I told, I was like, he he is still enjoying himself. Like he is sitting there and he's enjoying the fact that he is staying true to character. Yeah. <laughs> there would be times, there would be times when I would try to, I would because I to me I'm like oh Alex I need to come up with a way for Alex to get in to the get battle so I would like try to shoehorn you in and then you would be like no no, no I'm good <laughs> I'm cool right like, here <laughs> I was so confused okay, like, oh there's so, a there's a battle going on and right outside of the building I was like yeah but I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody I'm just gonna keep going it's cool all right so speaking of confusion I want to ask you all was there what was the most confusing part of this campaign. And I'll start so you have an idea of what I was. What I'm, so the most confusing part of this campaign for me was Jeff Probst. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with this character. Uh, I knew that Troy enjoyed him. And so all I had to do was put him into the session. And Troy is greatest session ever. And so <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Was he a king? But then, or was he a game master? How meta? Oh, yes. How meta do I get? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. He is what so, you no. want him to be. Okay. Well, Troy, so. what was the most confusing part of the campaign? It could be anything. Like you could be like, "Why is Tom doing this? Why is Jake or Alex doing this? Yeah. What does this even mean?" But what was most confusing? So I think the most confusing part for me was well, one, trying to like stay true to Gus being an unintelligent character. Um, <laughs> Um, and then two, I think the length of the campaign, because we would go, you know, we had like, what was it? 40 different sessions, That's, yep. right? Every other week. And we missed some weeks. So we're talking yep. like 
years in the making. It's 2019, end of 2019 is when we started. Right. So we started before the bad times, right? And now we're, <laughs> we got through the bad times and then bad times came back to us. Um, so yep. there was just a, a lot of remembering to do. Um, and I think like, you know, you would like bring a call back in, you know, Galen Primewater comes back after, you know, 30 sessions. And I'm like, okay, Galen Primewater, let's see, 20, you know, late 2019, he was doing this. And I was like trying <laughs> to keep, you know, trying to keep everything together. Um, so like from a, <laughs> just like from Troy's standpoint, keeping those 2019 callbacks and here we are in 2022, um, still going strong, I think was a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, like bringing up the Jeff Probst thing again, like that was an example of, you know, we'd bring in a new NPC every week, just to, just to (laughs) mess with Tom. And I think after a while, it's like, you know, I think at one point too, I was, I got, um, skeleton Tom and, uh, salty Jim confused, like figure out who, which one was which. So, you know, when characters okay. are closely related and just kind of like pop in and out, it was like, oh, okay. What so, do you guys, here ago? so, do you guys know that our friend Brandon is the one who came up with the name for Salty Jim? Really? That's an Easter egg. Yeah. I was yeah. an old, like, I, I didn't know what to call him. And Brandon was in the chat that night and he was like, his name is Salty Jim. I was like, all right, that's his name. All right. So, Jake, was there a confusing part? Or like the only part the that I, I remember as confusing and like maybe I think it might have been one of those sessions where I was like dead tired at one point. OK, like I, one of those times where like you were texting me like, are you going to fall asleep? Um, <laughs> but it was the session where Galen Primewater was being rescued, but he wasn't actually being rescued. He was being kidnapped by the Scarlet Brotherhood. Oh, and like yep. I was just like Keelan, Scarlet Brotherhood, Galen Primewater. <laughs> like I'm just like. Just point me which ones am I supposed to kill? Because like I remember, like you did this really big reveal where like I had, I guess I had pulled Galen into the building or whatever. Because I would either I was half dead or he was half dead, and then like this guy came out and like you did this big reveal and like I remember you were just kind of like waiting for a response, and I was like, uh, "Is his rock available?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like I was not even like registering anything because we had knocked the rock unconscious, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, there's Dwayne my the other favorite NPC is Dwayne the Rock mm-hmm. Johnson. Oh, yeah. such a good. The it's funny. I'm so glad. I knew you were confused when during that <laughs> session. Yeah. I, I remember. I that one, yeah. I wanted you to be confused because it was supposed to be a confusing thing. Well, like, you did why it. Are this, it works. I was like, well, why is the sea? You're like, why is the sea princess rescuing him? But it, it, at the end of the day, it wasn't the sea princess. It was the Scarlet Brotherhood trying to frame the sea princess. Mm-hmm. So it was all very, it was all very confusing. So uh, Alex, was there a part that was super confusing for you? Uh, I'm going to go with Troy. I pretty much lived on <laughs> double checking the notes before the sessions. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't know who this is or what we're doing. What happened last time? And there were a couple sessions that I missed that you guys kept going. So those sessions coming back like, Oh, this guy's dead now. Oh, who's this new guy? Oh, <laughs> Morgan's good. Gus has bad times. What is happening? Yeah. So there were some moments. We jumped there. around a lot. We, we jumped around a lot. And I'm okay. It was, that's to me, like with role playing games, it's so funny because you have to jump around because most people don't remember like 
everything from like they'll remember highlights from like a few sessions ago, but they don't remember everything. Mm-hmm. So be be willing to just go nuts and just go to the next big thing. It's like just these these big like dopamine hits for people. So um, all right. So last question here as we wrap up. So Alex, what was one part of your character that you wish we could have explored more? Man, I would have liked so. It's because it happened near the very end, but when uh, you you already referenced it, when I messaged you about wanting to go to the little island away from everybody else, not like where no one's going to find me and talk to Skeleton Tom and do the having him shave his head and do the tattoos and everything. (laughs) He was just done. Uh, Yeah. Steric was he had had finally cracked uh to a degree at least and just wanted to cut loose and let go and quit being the 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 one holding the scales trying to balance everything he wanted to be able to you know go crazy and do whatever he wanted he'd seen uh his brothers doing their own thing and had constantly been in the middle trying to keep everybody together and he was just done. So I would have loved to have seen how far I yeah, I could have pushed that and and how far he could have been gone that, oh, that yeah. way. Um before that was... before the roles had to you know maybe be reversed and and the other two had to pull him back. Well, that would have been a good arc if we had time. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. It would be it would have been very equivalent to like Morgan's yeah. arc there. That'd be yeah. sweet. Um, Lizzie says that that was your early two thousands Britney Spears. Oh, yes, yes, very much. <laughs> Alex shaves his head. <laughs> okay, so so Jake, what was one part of Morgan's character that you wish we could have explored more, or something in the campaign you wish we would have done? So uh, the one thing that I I thought would have been interesting is like when we first introduced Tally Two Pints. Oh like, my word, Tally Two Pints! Yeah, I hated her. Well, why? Why did you <laughs> so hate did her? Gus. I think everybody hated her except you, Morgan. Well, I don't know. I, I don't like the, the way that she was introduced. She was not introduced as a likable character, right. but correct like, because she was so abrasive towards Morgan. And like the the thing about Morgan is like even though he he rubs people the wrong way, like at the end of the day, generally he comes off as sort of charismatic and he <laughs> he has the highest intelligence of everybody there, right? And so to have somebody still like clinging on to that anger or whatever mm-hmm. for so long, I feel like, I don't know, th- there would have been no cool, easy way to do it, but like what happened? Like reopen that can of worms and see if we could get some growth from Tally Two Points. Cause it was hinted at there was like a love interest there, which I thought would have been interesting, you know, to to tap into it. Cause I just want to talk sweetly to Tom through a mm, Zoom call. Okay. Uh, but really, I think the one, the one question, uh, you know, the one thing that I wish we all could explore is what happens next. Obviously that like, that, that's just the one thing, the way we left it, you know, like the Morgans are, are back together. The, the city is safe. They're having a pint, but they're uh, being hunted. 
you know they're gone and oh that's like a yeah that's a good point like that's like to me like a good book like when it finishes and you're like that was satisfying but like i want what what's next Mm -hmm. yeah so that was good to end there yeah oh yeah yeah that was good good ending so gus oh sorry no go ahead alex so i've been holding on to something for many many sessions and I have been, I was waiting for an opportunity to present itself where we could use it. Um, but the first time we met Jeff Probst and uh, Gus just charmed the crap out of him. <laughs> when we left, we got uh, what I have written down as letter of recommendation from Jeff Probst. Yeah, you never used yeah. it. Get out of jail free card. I'm like, I am waiting for something where it's like heads <laughs> on the chopping block, ready to go. And it's like, no, 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 no. Jeff Probst. Everything's fine. That's what we do. They come to arrest us and we're like, Jeff Probst. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what, if, if they had shown up, I was ready on the final session. Oh, I was well, ready to hand that over. Gus, Gus so probably so like, you know, used it as a napkin at some point during the campaign, <laughs> you know, like left it somewhere. Um, but oh, that's funny, you know, kind of jumping into the <clears throat> answering the question for Gus is, you know, I don't know that there really wasn't a lot of loss, I think, for Gus. Like he lost Oceanus, and I think that kind of triggered the whole end game. But other than that, I think Gus was just kind of like trying to discover himself over time and he never really did which i think is okay like you know you don't necessarily yeah. have to like fully flesh out a character and in, in every you know campaign so you know i don't i don't know that i've got any like you know no no regrets on gus um, well i, I think really... what's important for gus is you may not have discovered he might not have discovered himself what he is but mm-hmm. i think the important thing he did discover is what he wasn't Right. And that he wasn't that arbor yeah. of wall as presented. And yeah. so that even makes it even better that he still is on that quest to figure out who he is sitting at that yeah. bar drinking with his brothers. I right. think that's actually really cool too, uh, Troy. Cause yeah, Gus had that whole moment of like, am I supposed to be this, this guy? Mm-hmm. Like I've got the ax. Right. It looks just like me and everything. And like that struggle uh, internally there of like, is yeah. this where I'm headed? Well, and that's another thing too. Like I think in playing role-playing games, like certain people find joy in, you know, min-maxing a character or, you know, doing a hundred percent role-play. And I'm kind of, I kind of fall in the middle. Like there's some, there's sometimes it's really fun to like just fully flesh out a character and, you know, make them just, you know, unbreakable. But there are a lot of things that, you know, I left on the table with Gus, like the breath attack. I think I might have used like twice as a dragon. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, the like you said, the letter from Jeff Probst, you know, I, I threw away the, you know, the strength potion at the end, you know, just because it's fun plot, I think, to, you know, just ignore the, the best parts of your character. It's, yeah. it's funny you mentioned the lightning breath because uh, talking about uh, like those inherent traits there. I got the dark vision uh, and the light cantrip, but I also, I was a, a scourge ASMR, which means I don't get the wings that like the normal mm. one, the protector ASMR does or whatever, but I shine 
like my whole body just becomes light and emanates light uh, that like deals damage to people around and is blinding and all this stuff. Never mm -hmm. used it. I think yeah. I, I like, there was never a moment that made sense for mm -hmm. that to ever trigger. Um, kind of like the lightning breath. It was just like, never. Yeah. Is, I would say it, one, times, it was fun that one time where I got to use uh, the bagpipes to basically just incapacitate Tom's character. I think it was, was it Zolik that he had to flee? And Tom Probably. was like, I hate this because I can't attack. I, I think it was the gravesite fight with it was other vampires that were trying to get yep. into our dad's yeah. protective shield. That's where you were really using the bagpipes. Right. But I mean, other than that, like it was OP for that battle, but I didn't, you know, I try not to just overuse something, you know, just because it's, yep. it's not fun. So it isn't. But I'll say this overall, I think we all had fun. Agreed. Uh, and now, as in retrospect, you know, us talking about this, guys, we made a pretty good campaign. Pretty good. So, pretty good. Check out Amazon solid. Prime where our anime is going to drop. Yeah. That's three frames <laughs> per second. <laughs> Boom. So good. We have all the best voice actors, including ourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. We're going to do a Kickstarter too. All right. So, all right. Anyway, folks, no, that was it. That was Ghosts of Saltmarsh. We're done. All right. For now. Who knows? Hey. There's actually there's 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 actually one of the adventures in the official book that I didn't use. And I was thinking like, well, we just do this, you know, when we feel like it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Go to Salt it's Marsh Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> dude, it's one dude, it's in a city that is like really far away. So you it like it starts Inland? out with like a jump cut. Inland? No, no, it's like on another coast. Uh. So like you're supposed to do like you're supposed to do like a jump cut. And your characters are there now. Oh. So think about it. We could do like a jump cut, and then you guys are now in this new city, and we'll just do like a session or two. We you know? could, you know? and then we could just I like know. the same way we just jumped in the campaign and we learned about all the backstory. We could <laughs> jump in and learn about what happened and try, oh, but it would have man. to, you know, it, it'll be like well, we, season we can't nine be, scrubs. yeah, we We're can't be beach. season nine of scrubs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can't do that. Teaching all the other people how to do adventure. And, so yeah. Tom, you better if you're gonna do this to our beloved ending you better think long and hard about it <laughs> <laughs> okay so hard okay perfect i will all right so anyway uh enough of that i had fun doing it with you all so it's good to talk about it well we must time. have been doing it right <laughs> yeah we did we did we did it right so uh jake thanks for joining alex troy you know you guys did a good job give yourself a pat on the back um all I will also give myself a pat on the back. No, denied. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, man. I did. I did so good. All right. So, so well. Um, so well. So, <laughs> no, one last time, you know. All right. So, folks, uh, that was it. In two weeks, don't think that we're not going to be streaming. We'll be doing some. We're going to take a little break from some role playing games, playing some video games, other things like that. Maybe some Among Us. Among Alex. Us. Yeah. Among Us. <laughs> I want to do some Among Us. I might be playing Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> oh, got to catch them all. Okay. Okay. Got 230 We're not gonna... of those boys. Work wow, on Troy, the way to just way, way to just flex on us here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, folks, yeah, so catch us in a few weeks. Uh, 
Among Us in Minecraft. Wow, thank you, Lizzie, for that. That sounds like I <laughs> I am I am now a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Don't hate right. on it. It's so, actually fun. Okay. All right, we'll set it up. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Bezcar Tom. It's Mandalorian Metal Tom. Uh sta- I sit staring. Stare. Alex, where can people follow you on Twitch? One more time. Uh, if you've watched this whole thing, you can go back to the beginning and hear it again. But it's Ooh. Major Pain ten eleven on all the socials and Twitch. Okay. Uh Jake. It's frenzied furling. Frenzied furling. <laughs> furling. Yep. You're really, you're really furry. That. Friends, frenzied furly. Okay. And finally, Troy. Uh, one last time. Uh, at Troy Hufford on Twitter. Or like I said before, you can find me at Costco sometimes. Costco. Okay. So. Folks, don't forget to check out the podcast. You can follow us uh, at the RPG Academy on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you else you get podcasts. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, as always, folks, don't forget. Every day, seven, 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 seven,